Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. We have a blistering, blistering show today. Uh, A, first, everyone should go into their podcast provider of choice. Rate, review, subscribe, mostly review the podcast. You review the podcast, and if I like what you say, if it's especially original, funny, clever, thoughtful, I'm going to send you some swag, including the very cool Action Network hoodie that I am wearing this very second. Later on in the show, we're going to have Darren Ravel and professional better Simon Hunter come on. We are going to go over our Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest picks. Folks, last week we went 4-0-1, and the one we lost was a gut-wrenching Bucks plus six against the Seahawks, which could have ended in regulation if the Seahawks field goal kicker could have made a kick. Instead, we lost. Instead, we pushed because they scored an overtime touchdown, which you knew was going to happen. Plus, we're going to have a promotion. We're going to announce something in conjunction with PointsBet that every Ravel hater on the internet is going to love. And Darren, as is his M.O., is embracing it like you wouldn't believe. That's going to come on later in the show. But first, from the Orleans, representing all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of Nevada and throughout the country and looking at me face-to-face, looking deeply into my eyes, Mr. Bob Scucci! Oh, my brother. It is so good to be with you face-to-face here in New York. You were in town for a conference. We were both at the conference the past couple days. I'm kind of looking at you face-to-face. We are set up today, legendary Broadway video. People may recognize it as the uh, production company that is owned by Lauren Michaels and produces so many great movies and TV shows. Uh, It happens to be our studio for the day. And so we're walking in here and there's like... Here's, you know, John Belushi in, like, his samurai outfit, and there's Gilda Radner in, like, a picture on the wall, and there's SNL paraphernalia, and it's us two schmucks recording a gambling podcast, like, in the coolest (laughs) studio we've ever been in. It's amazing, and it's in the Brill Building. In the Brill Building, which, which, explain to people what that is. Well, I mean, all the uh, the, the famous acts, like Carole King back in the 60s and 70s. uh, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. I mean, all all the uh, famous artists uh, recorded and wrote their their music, like, right out of this building uh, many years. So it's historic. I saw people just out on the sidewalk uh, trying to peek in the the historic building as uh, as we were coming in. I mean, even the elevators. They were some of the most ornate elevators I've ever seen. They were amazing. It's the home of the hit makers. Yeah. Like us. Yep. We're hit makers. We're making hits. We're winners. <laughs> I don't know about last week. Was there any hits last week? I don't know, Scooch. <laughs> like, I felt like I did really well last week. I'm pretty pleased with how things turned out in my yeah. project. Uh, my quest to win 250, to uh, bet all 256 games is Tuesday afternoon. Um, I had a little bit of a bad beat with the Giants last night. I had them plus seven. Uh, I went against all my instincts, as you and I discussed, and, and everyone can get like. On Sunday mornings, I highly recommend you listen to Scooch and I, download the radio.com app, search for You Better You Bet um, on Sunday mornings because we will basically 
have the mad money experience for sports betting. There's $50,000 bets coming in, Scooch is moving lines, and we are talking about all the action that is coming in in real time as lines are moving and bets are being made. Um, and one of the things we talked about was that 80-20 rule, the idea that it is always better to bet on the home dog that is getting 20% of the bets versus the road favorite that is getting 80% of the bets. And for some reason, I went against all my instincts and I bet on the Packers against the Chargers. I bet on the Browns against, uh, who do they play? The Broncos. Um, But I did bet on the Ravens and I did bet on the Giants and I kind of feel like I made the mistake and if I had followed my gut, I would have ended the weekend three and one. Yeah, Ravens, Chargers, Broncos, all those plays that we said, you know, you just bet the home dog. Even though they're bad teams, you just kind of hold your nose, you make the bets. They're getting just too many points and just historically you you have to do it over the course of uh, the entire season to be profitable and get, get up to that 54%. Uh, but uh, the books had a had a great weekend. I mean, with the exception of maybe that Seahawks game, that was a bad beat for us too because we opened six and a half on that. We let them take six and a half, went down to four, and then everybody laid four and four and a half going back up. So, uh, one of those dreaded middles we often talk about. All right. So this Thursday night, uh, we finally have a game that is decent, right? Because we've got the Chargers visiting the Raiders, and the LA Chargers who just beat the Packers, the Raiders who sneaky. Sneaky good lately. Yeah. I like I like when like you try to look at me. We are we are um, recording behind like basically where people would normally do voiceovers, and so there are these huge sort of stands where people can keep their scripts, and they are higher than our faces, and they've got these cool lights so you can like see the light, you can see the script when you're recording, and Scooch and I are on these like uh, bar stools, but we can't actually see each other, so it's funny we might as well not be in the same room. Um, <laughs> Oakland is sneaky good and a sneaky wise guy favorite lately. I. Had Oakland minus two last week against the Jets. I'm mean, against the Lions. Love that spot for them. Why wouldn't I like Oakland as a home dog here? You, you I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, uh, we we're, we we kind of like them, but they're they're betting the Chargers in this one. So right now we're going to need the Raiders, and I can tell you we're going to be quick to move this. If we even get just the slightest bet on the Raiders, I'm going from minus one the Chargers to minus one uh, the Raiders. We've liked them the last few weeks, and I've talked about it going back uh, to the Packer game, uh, where just I know can't take a whole lot out of that first half, but but I did. And uh, they, they have a good running game, and uh, their defense is stepping up. I, I I, I thought last week was a good spot, mainly because the the Lions were kind of in a downward trend. Uh, but uh, this Raider team has not been getting any of the uh, kind of respect uh, that they probably deserve. We had them ranked pretty high to start the season. If you remember the first game out of the year, we had them a, almost a three-point favorite against the uh, the Broncos. Uh, and that line moved five points to the Broncos minus two and a half. So we've been kind of uh, high on the Raiders all the way through the, the, the year, and, and we've done pretty well on them. I think the public is finally going to kind of pick up uh, after last week. Uh, we, we may see this line come back a little bit, especially in Vegas. People love the Raiders in Vegas. So um, we'll, we'll, I, I'm going to be quick to move this one. Here's what I don't get. Why would the Raiders ever be underdogs in this spot? You think we should open them the favorite? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at what the Chargers just did against the Packers, who was you know, ranked one of the top two, three teams in the NFC. So... Uh, you, you know, you can't. We've often said you can't take too much out of just w- w- one game. Uh, but uh, I guess if you're looking at what the line would have been before Sunday, 
it probably would have been the same. So there's not too much of an adjustment. And uh, uh, we're going to let the money dictate where the line goes. All right. Baltimore Ravens, big, big win. Uh, by the way, just for the record, I am going to be on the Raiders in this game, just to be clear. Baltimore, uh, nine and a half against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. We just talked about the 80-20 rule. Yeah. I can guarantee this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be the 90-10 rule. Yeah. And you're never going to get um, the Ravens at a higher spot than you are right now, coming off of a big, big win against the Patriots. <laughs> I don't even know if nine and a half is big enough. I think you got to make it bigger. Well, and we then, did, and yeah. I'll make it, and I'll bet on the Bengals. Yeah, we we, we opened ten, and we've been at ten uh, since yesterday. So, um, and we we agree. I mean, I I think the wise guys are going to see how high this line gets. So, you know, a lot of times we we often talk about part of handicapping is predicting where the line is going to be so that you can get the best of the number. Right. So, if you think this line is going to go up. Uh, you would want to bet it now, whereas if you think uh, you you want to bet the Bengals and you think the line's going to go up, you you would want to wait until Sunday. So I do think this line is going to go up based on the public perception. I mean, I'm looking at the ticket count right now, and it's about 25 to 1 Ravens tickets to Bengals tickets, which means this is just going to be just one way by the public. Like you said, it might be 90, 90%. So so the the wise guys are waiting. They know that they're going to get a great number on the Bengals on this one. So they're not going to tip their hand now and take the 10 when they know it's going to go up to 11. Uh, but I think the play is the Bengals coming off of a bye, a little extra time to prepare. If you Remember, they played in week six, and the, uh, the, the Bengals only lost by six in that one, and that was at Baltimore. So they can hang with this team, especially you want to talk about a spot coming off the biggest win of the year so far for the Ravens. Uh, it's a perfect spot, double digits at home with the Bengals. All right, so Scooch, what do I do here? Like, I want to bet on the Bengals so badly, and the Bengals are such a bad team, I know they're going to break my heart. <laughs> so tell tell me how I get away with this. It is a it is an honest to god stink fest in every single way. Yeah, and that and that's the problem with with betting on bad teams like this is even when you know that they should be covering. They're going to find, they, they could always find a way with a pick six, a fumble recovery, a blocked punt, something. That's what makes them an 0-8 team. So that's the that's the downside. That's the stuff you have to fade when you bet these real bad teams. But again, we're playing percentages. And if you're playing percentages, you're getting 10 points in this spot when you should probably only be getting about seven, seven and a half. All right. So basically you're saying, I'm going to have to bet on the Bengals, which is the last thing in the world I want to do, (sighs) except maybe betting on Atlanta as a nearly (laughs) two-touchdown dog on the road at New Orleans. Yeah. What am I going to do here, Scooch? This one's a little different. I mean, the ticket count is almost the same, almost 25 to 1, Saints to Falcons. Uh, (laughs) Just the, the, the Falcons have just been... Just really hard to bet on, even even probably worse than the, than the Bengals. Uh, the the difference here is the Saints are at home, so even though you're supposed to bet the double digit dog in this one, I don't. I, I'm glad I don't have to bet these. These are the ones I'm just happy we could just make the lines and let the and let the public dictate. Uh, you know where it goes from here, but. Um, 
this this is a tough one. I stay away from this one. Well, I gotta bet it. I gotta bet all two hundred and fifty six games. That's what Scooch. I'm saying. Yeah, and that... like I went eight and six last weekend. I think I'm seventy and fifty four on the year. Whatever it is, like I'm killing it. Everyone should be following me. I'm betting at like a sixty percent clip. I gotta bet this game, <laughs> bet and it. I gotta bet the Saints. <laughs> Well, you might have uh, uh, Matt Ryan back. So he is listed as probable. I'm not sure how good that, that is. Uh, I don't know if it's an upgrade at this point. but What uh, do you think I think about that? Do you think? I think you don't care. No. In the least. No. <laughs> I don't. Money bet on the Falcons is money wasted. I know how much you like the Falcons. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here's a great one. This is a really interesting game. Oh, my God. This... Woo! I don't know how you set this line the way you did. Buffalo on the road at Cleveland. You got, uh, it looks like you got the Browns as about uh, three-point favorites here. The high-flying Buffalo Bills looking amazing. Like for, for a couple of years, everyone has said Sean McDermott's a great coach. This is a great defense against a Browns team that is in a free fall. Like you got Baker Mayfield and a sad mustache and a team that cannot get out of its own way in a prime spot going against Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen, who had never played, and the Denver Broncos, who really looked awful um, with their entire team questioning their philosophy, and they can't get out of there with a win. Now they're supposed to win at home. They're supposed to be three-point favorites at home against an unbelievably good defense. I think I you think that, I think line. that's what every recreational better is going to say when they walk in and they see the Browns uh, uh, a favorite in this one when they feel like the Bills are the better team and the Bills may be the better team but again I, I we're just talking home field here and I think the sharp guys agreed with us because we did shade it a little bit towards the Bills we actually hung two and a half and the first couple of bets out of the gate was laying the Browns minus two and a half, and we went to three on this one. So this might be another 80-20 rule where 80% is on the Bills and the Sharp guys are on the, are on the Browns. Now, having said that, we've been in situations where kind of the professional bettors manipulate the market, and especially around key numbers. And if they're able to drive a number up to a key number like three early in the week off of just a few small bets, then maybe the Bills is the right play for the Sharp guys, and then they come in and bet three, four times as much on the Bills at plus three, rather than betting them early in the week at plus two and a half. These are the kind of things we have to play cat and mouse with, with a lot of the professional bettors, especially around key numbers. I am flummoxed by that game. <laughs> it's it's a tough one. The uh, wise guy play is going to be in the Browns. Yeah, because it's a short short favorite. I mean, especially if you got the two and a half, and I think, and and they obviously did get the two and a half early. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those. You know, you lay minus one, you lay minus two at home. Uh, you know, take the, the big dogs at home. Uh, it, just the certain rules that you have to follow uh, if you're going to be successful throughout the year. The Jets and the Giants are playing. In theory, the Giants are visiting the Jets, and they're two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Uh, this is an interesting one. Like, how do you handicap this? The Giants look dreadful, yeah. and the Jets look dreadful. I mean, look, one of us uh, playing Scooch Roulette actually put the, took the Dolphins on the money line last week. Um, <laughs> pretty sure it was me. Yeah. This is also, by the way, later on in the show, we're going to talk about the Ravel... Uh, promo 
And the Jets Giants is at the centerpiece of that. People are going to really enjoy it. At the end, if Ravel loses, he's going to end up having to do something so publicly embarrassing that I think the entire world can rally around it. Um, so the Giants are two and a half quote unquote road favorites against the Jets. Rock hard place, bad worse. <laughs> this is the corner TV game. Corner TV game. I right. gotta show you this. Okay, there is, not, there is not one bet on this game. Oh my god! You see that? See that? Can no, I take no. a picture of that? Am I allowed? No, no. no. I can't take can't. a picture no, of that. That's, that's, that's proprietary. That's proprietary. But I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it with you. All right. Well, Scoosh just showed me his screen, and there's literally not a single bet on the Jets Giants. The only bet might be Darren Ravel making a bet for your enjoyment that everyone else can pile in on when they play with points bet. We're going to talk about that later in the show. What am I supposed to do here? I guess I take. I guess I like are the Jets considered a home dog here? No, no, they're not. I, I mean, I, th- th- this one. I, I mean, I, I favor we we favor the Giants. That's why we made them a slight favorite. I mean, it's essentially playing on a neutral field. Uh, but uh, I mean, which team is worse? That's what you're handicapping. And we've we've had a couple of games like this before. Uh, you know, with with the Dolphins playing. I, I mean, at some point, you just have to say who. Is trending worse at the moment. I think the Giants, like you said, was a bad beat last night against the Cowboys. Um, I think the Giants are the much better team at this point. All right, so I'll bet the Giants in that game. Why not? Why not? It's just money. You got to bet it. You got to bet somebody. And at the end of the day, would I rather put my money in Pat Shermer and Daniel Jones or Adam Gase and Sam Darnold? Yeah. I guess that's really what it comes down to. (laughs) Yep. Well, I put my money on Brian Flores and Ryan Fitzpatrick, so I guess I know what I'm thinking there. The <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Tennessee. I don't think this is big enough. This is a game where I'm going to defy the 80-20 rule. Yeah, you don't like Tennessee, do you? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't yeah. like them uh, because I just don't think they have a chance to win the Pantheon Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care if Al Pacino's coaching them or not. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, we're actually so we're we're waiting to see if Mahomes is playing in this one because it's gonna it's gonna make a a big difference as well as they're you playing think? without him and, and and the big wins that they've had with more. Uh, I, I I mean, uh, you know that was a that was a huge win last week against the Vikings. Uh, so. I know the public is going to take that into account. Uh, we're we're going to be high regardless of, of whether Mahomes is in or not. But uh, this line can go up as high as seven if he's in. Right now we're looking at about three and a half, four. Uh, but uh, if he's definitely in and appears to be healthy, we're gonna we're gonna move this up to seven. Are you impressed with Matt Moore? Have you changed your power rating on Matt Moore as a quarterback? I we did. I mean, we we talked about it even at the the Broncos game that uh, that Mahomes went out on. I mean, he looked good right out of the gate. I mean, they did have a couple of uh, you know bad losses at home, but he still looked effective. And I wouldn't attribute the, those losses uh, to him. Uh, you know, against some good teams. And uh, and again, I mean, he his his throws. I mean, there was a couple that uh, Mahomes couldn't have done any better in in that game uh, Sunday. So. Uh, we they're a good team. Look, with, with Mahomes, obviously they're a great team, but they're still uh, a real good team with without them. So uh, we we want to be high on this one. And we're not we're not Titans fans. We we were kind of 
fading the uh, we were pretty high last week against the titans and and uh we were right on that one so uh we're not we're, we're, we're not going to want to need the titans by the way there's not a throw in the world that matt moore can make that patrick mahomes couldn't make look better <laughs> let's just be Okay. Be crystal clear about that. All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are four and a half point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. What I like to do in this scenario is think of all the ways in which both teams can let me down. <laughs> can it be Cliff Kingsbury uh, calling a great first 15 plays and then not being able to get his team to go in the right direction for the next 47 minutes? Can it be uh, Jameis Winston finding ways to let the ball slip out of his hands as he goes for a too long windup into a throw that will likely end up being an interception anyways? Um, can it be uh, the Bucks defense giving up yardage in chunks that are bigger than a T-Rex could take out of a Triceratops? Like, what are the ways in which this team, both of these teams, can let me down, Scooch? And then just tell me so I can decide how I want to be hurt on Sunday. <laughs> well, I think you just mentioned them all. I mean, is it, is it going to be the five-interception Winston day? Is it going to be the, uh, the the Kyler Murray fumble day? I mean, there, there, there's so many ways that both these teams can let you down. But the, the, the flip side of that is both of them have tremendous amount of talent. They're just not they're just not polished and they they haven't found found the ways to win yet and uh and at least in the cardinals case they, the games that they have lost they they've made some of them very close so you always feel like you have a little life with the cardinals and uh getting we actually tried to hang this a little little high we hung the buccaneers five first couple of bets out of the gate were on the cardinals and drove it down to four and a half so i mean the buccaneers are, are the better team um but I will say that the Cardinals are a live dog here. Yeah, the Cardinals are always a live dog because they will do so many things to give the game away and then scramble back in through the back door as the game gets closer to ending. That's their MO. That's what they're so good at right now. And like, look, one day they're going to be a really good team and Kyler Murray is going to be amazing and you're going to feel great about betting on them. Right now, I just get antsy. Yeah. (laughs) That's all there is to it. Yep. It makes me really sad. Hey, yep. listen, right now I'm looking at, um, I am looking up the 2017 NFL draft on my phone because that is the year Mitch Trubisky was drafted. Okay. And the Bears right now are uh, hosting the Detroit Lions. It'll be two and a half point favorites. Something that I've started to like to do recently, I don't know why is um, go through the 2017 NFL Draft in which, as we know, the Bears traded up, traded up to get Mitch Trubisky, passing the opportunity to get Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. But lately, I've also been thinking, like, who else didn't the Bears get better, better than Mitch Trubisky? It doesn't have to be people who are going to end up in the Hall of Fame. They passed on... This is this is what I do with my time now, Scooch. <laughs> they passed on Jamal Adams, um, who would have been amazing. They passed on uh, Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round. They passed on Marshawn Lattimore, who's a shutdown cornerback. Um, you name it, like in every single way, they passed on so many guys who could have made a... O.J. O- Howard. I would take O.J. Howard. <laughs> you would not. I would. Why not? <laughs> He's athletic. Like Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's like the only weapon Daniel Jones thinks about. 
all these guys. Jabril Peppers, he's playing great. Like, I'm at the end of the first round. I would have taken all of these people. Taco Charlton, I wouldn't have taken. T.J. Watt, right now, would you take T.J. Watt or Mr. Trubisky? Yeah, yeah. T.J. Watt was the 30th pick in the first round. Wow. Like, come on. There's like, Juju Smith-Schuster was in the second round. Okay? Here's my point. The Bears are two and a half point favorites against the Lions. I'm not feeling good about taking the Bears as a short home favorite there. No. No, I mean, as, as bad as the Lions have uh, played in the last couple of weeks, and we've been downgrading them as well, um, the Bears have been much worse. We uh, First, I, I think both the public and the wise guys will both agree on this one. I, I, I think this line's going to come down. Uh, I've seen a couple of small bets from guys that we respect, you know, bets in the neighborhood of $1,000 uh, that uh, are coming in on the Lions, which means that they probably feel that the line's going to go down to two and a half. For them to be betting at, at the plus three right now, they wouldn't do that if they didn't think the line was going to come down. And then the other thing is the public, too. They're on the Lions as well. So I, I don't think we're going to get much action on the Bears at all. Um, so uh, we're going to be quick to move this one down. I, might, I agree with you on this one. This is one that we look back on and say, yeah, probably shouldn't have opened it that high. What do you wish you opened at? Like pick? Uh, probably one, one and a half. Matter of fact, right after the show, I'm going to call the guys down there in the hub, tell them to move it. I like that idea. Call the guys in the hub. Yeah. Make them do your bidding there. <laughs> the uh, one and seven, they're on a roll. Miami Dolphins are visiting the Indianapolis Colts. They're 10-point underdogs. We don't know if Jacoby Brissett is playing, but Brian Hoyer looks pretty good. Is there any throw he can make that Brissett can't make look better? It's like you're mad at me? <laughs> no, you're throwing shots at me, you know. Well, you, you said something silly. <laughs> but you raise an interesting point that I was going to ask in a more eloquent, thoughtful way that adds substance to how people are thinking about these games versus just taking pot shots, which is... <laughs> What is the point spread differential between Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer? Uh, three and a half to four. Is this line? This line will be uh, easily fourteen if he's if he's a hundred percent. So the thing of it is, is you know, again, I I always qualify. A, a, a player like that that's starting versus him being a hundred percent healthy. So he would have to start and be a hundred percent healthy for it to be fourteen. So probably looking at more like thirteen. Because he won't be 100%. And that point makes a difference. Yeah. It does. And the first couple of bets out of the gate um, were on the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have covered, what, three out of the three last three, yeah. three or four? I mean, they, they've covered like the last three or four games. We've talked about last week. That that's why you bet them on the money line in Scooch Roulette because uh, it was just a, a, a great spot for them. And we felt like, uh, as, you know, as bad as they started the year with all the turmoil and unloading players... They played the last few games with with a lot of heart, and you could see that the the morale was actually there. And and as opposed to kind of the Jets, who just feel like they're in a downward spiral. Um, but uh, yeah, the Dolphins once again. I mean, if you're talking about the value, getting double digits, uh, even against a team like the Colts, yeah, uh, that's that's the play. I agree. I agree 100. percent That's a no-brainer to me. Take the Fins. I've liked them. It's like. They're one of those teams where I've been betting on them the past few weeks and getting paid, and I feel really good about it. Um, I just hope like the bandwagon doesn't get so heavy that the wheels fall off. Yeah, the early uh, the public actually they they've probably uh, they turned a little bit with the uh, Dolphins, and we're seeing pretty good two way action even from the general public on this one. So I don't think we're going to see this number get driven up by the public. So uh, if anything, it'll come down. 
Los Angeles Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh showed up, but they're an out-of-vinitary shank away from losing that game and being three-and-five. And not being the side that wins is like a short home favorite or a short home dog. 73% of the bets, about 60% of the money on the Rams here. Yeah, as bad as the Rams started the season and they had their spell where we downgraded them slightly, um, we had a, a number of NFC teams kind of jump them in uh, the rankings uh, over the course of the first four or five weeks. I think they've turned the corner. They, I, I think, you know, Essentially, it's the same team back that, that made it to the, to the Super Bowl last year. So the talent level's there. Uh, their, their offense was just struggling early on that I think... I think we're going to see that that same Rams team in the second half of the season that made it to the Super Bowl last year. So we want to be high on them. Uh, we opened uh, four and a half. We took a couple of big bets on the Steelers. Public is on the Rams at about a two and a half to one ratio uh, with us at least. Um, this is one of the games that the uh, the general public is just going to see a short number. So we want to be as high as possible, and we'll let the we'll let the sharp guys. Uh, get us heavy and straight bets on the Steelers, knowing that we're going to be heavy in parlays on the Rams. Uh, you mean the Millmans? The Millmans. We're going to let the Millmans take as much as they want on the Steelers because we know we're going to get plenty of parlay money on the Rams. Okay, I just want to. I want to be sure that we're yeah, talking clarify about clarify that. Yeah. yeah. Carolina, four and a half point dog now, on the road at Green Bay. What a fascinating game. Carolina comes out, dominates this past weekend um, in a game that I think a lot of people had a hard time handicapping. A week after getting annihilated by the Niners where everybody thought they were the right side as five and a half point dogs or maybe even as straight up underdogs. Green Bay back at home getting beat up by the Chargers after getting 80% of the bets. How do you make this number, man? What do you have it at? This is a tough one, and we've got more action on this game, all one-sided, than we have on any game on the board. So we hung the Packers minus six. Oh. Uh, again, we so we have the Packers, you know, right up there at the top of the NFC. You know, obviously with the Saints and the Rams and uh, the the Niners, and uh, so uh, there's it, we're, we're gonna see. We knew we were gonna see a high line, and I was surprised at just how much the sharp guys weighed in on the Panthers. They took six. They took five and a half. Um, they're taking four and a half. We went straight from five and a half to four and a half. We skipped five. Uh, they were just all over the Panthers in this one. So I could see this going down to four. Um, not sure if anyone's at four yet. I don't think so. But uh, no, actually, we're, we're one of the only four and a half. So there's a lot of fives out there uh, still. So uh uh, but they're still taking taking the Panthers in this one. I think by game day, we're still going to see plenty of public money on the Packers. So I think I'm okay with this one as well, taking a lot of straight bet money on the Panthers. Yeah, that's a tough one. The only thing is it reminds me a little bit of the Seattle Buccaneers game last week where we also opened six and a half, went down to four, and then ended up getting middled on it. Uh, so... Uh, just kind of the same dynamic so far, seeing that line get driven down, and then we'll probably watch the public drive it right back up. Dallas is a three-point favorite at home against Minnesota. What is this line before the Cowboys game last night? Uh, it was only two and a half. So and if yeah. the Cowboys lose, what is this line? 
Uh, probably one and a half. I, I don't think we would make more than a one-point adjustment either way on that game. I like Minnesota here. So Minnesota coming off of that loss. Um, this is a tough one, and this is kind of a uh, one of the bookmakers' dreams where you get two great teams. They're both evenly matched, so it's really the home field that's deciding the line here. So the three points, I think it's solid. I don't think we move this line. I don't think it... I don't think we'll move it to two and a half or three and a half. If anything, we'll just move the money on this game. But uh, yeah, th- this one's kind of the, the the game we just watch and enjoy. Yeah, right. Like you can just hold it, hold tight. Know you're on the right number. If it lands on three, great. You've made the right move, um, and everyone else will sort of do your work for you. Yep. Big big Monday night game. The undefeated 49ers, the seven and two Seattle Seahawks. Massive game. I think the Seahawks are massively overrated. They really just seem like the Russell Wilsons at this point, uh, and they are six and a half point road dogs. And I would go with the Niners all day if I'm getting half a point underneath the touchdown. Yeah, man, oh man, Shevitz. Yeah, I've talked about the Niners all year and how slow we've been kind of gradually upgrading their their rankings and we've been kind of taking it on the chin and uh but uh, we got we got lucky with uh one game against the 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 Redskins where they they only won 9 to nothing as 10 point favorites. Uh but we uh I think we were right on the money on that Thursday night game where we talked a little bit about how laying double digits, even against a team like the Cardinals, uh, they were just so massively upgraded over the course of the first seven, eight weeks that every bit of value had been taken out of them. And even though they're very capable of you know scoring 40 points and blowing a team out, again, in the long haul, you have to keep betting those big underdogs. This case is a little bit different. I think if Seattle was at home getting some points, it'd be a lot different. But uh, the 49ers, we, we didn't adjust the 49ers at all, even with the loss, uh, with with not covering on Thursday night. So we left them the same power rankings. Seattle downgraded a little bit, um, only because when a line moves the way it did last week against the Buccaneers from six and a half down to four, then we've made a mistake as bookmakers. And even though we can get lucky, we never want to see a two and a half, three point line move uh, without key injuries. So that indicates that we were probably had the uh, the Seahawks ranked a little too high. So a little bit of an adjustment on them. Uh, so uh, I, otherwise this line would have been even higher. Scooch, guess what time it is? Ah, uh, Scooch Roulette. We are going to play some Scooch Roulette. I believe I won last week. You did, so uh, you should definitely go Who first. did you end up having? I went with the Packers. You I, lost. I did, yeah. I, I really thought the Packers were uh, going to defy the logic. Even. I went with the Miami Dolphins on the money line. That was sweet. Pretty smart. You should get extra points for that one. Should, should get extra points. Yep. So who am I going to take this week? You going with the Dolphins again? <laughs> I feel like. God, this is tough. Give me the Lions plus two and a half. Lions plus two and a half. yeah, I was I was looking at that one. Yeah. I I absolutely have to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I, that was going to be my other choice, and I just could not pull the trigger I, on the Bengals. It's tough. I've I've went with them a couple times this year, and uh, they they've let me down before. But uh, like I said, they they kept the last game against the Ravens pretty close, lost by six. Now they're getting ten at home. They can hang with them. All right, we soon shall see. Scooch, 
Bob Scucci from New Orleans and Boyd Gaming representing all those books in the state of Nevada and throughout the country. Thank you for coming on your podcast, sir. Thanks for having me on my podcast. See you, buddy. All right, as promised, Darren Ravel is joining me. We're going to talk about our Westgate Super Contest picks. In a few minutes, we'll bring on professional better Simon Hunter, who's going to gauge our choices, grade our choices, and give us something better if we need to. Last week, Darren, you and I went 4-0-1. We are doing really well because the week before we went 3-2. and We have not had a lot of losing weeks in this contest. Before we get going, people need to start looking out for them. We'll... we'll tease this more on Twitter tomorrow when it's all set up. Uh, you're going to do a video about this, but I do want to let people know that pretty soon we're going to be launching a promo with PointsBet called Fade Ravel. And it basically <laughs> gives everybody on the internet a chance to do what they love most, which is find a way to troll you in a tangible way because PointsBet is going to give an odds boost to any game you pick, you're going to take one side and the fans are going to get a chance to bet against you at better odds on the other side. I don't want to say what game we're picking yet. You're going to introduce it all tomorrow on Twitter. It's Tuesday afternoon. It'll all be set up and ready to go at uh, pointsbet.com tomorrow. People will have to look for it. Um, You'll you'll put in the promo code FadeRavel. I'm a little premature here because it's not all set up yet, so we got to get it ready. Um, But I'm super excited about it. Are you excited about it? And, the, and there's one more element, which is that if you win, you get your money at boosted odds. But that means I lose, and I have to do something very bad. So, and and we will have to show evidence of me doing that. So there's a added element of when you win and I lose. Well, not only are we going to show the evidence, like it's going to be pretty public and pretty embarrassing, and it most likely will be in the middle of New York City in the most populated space doing something that puts you in a spot that you won't be able to tell your wife. Yes. I actually did pre-tell my wife one of the first ideas, and she said, you're not doing that. And um, I just said, okay, we'll talk about it. So <laughs> it's, That's how bad it is, folks. And it's your opportunity to profit off of going against Darren Ravel, which is really, really all anybody wants to do. Darren... Let's make some choices. What do you think, man? Talk to me. So, uh, you are probably not going to agree with one of my picks this week, but my goal is to get one into you, and then you maybe take two because you're more experienced, and Simon gives us two. We'll see. Anyway, here we go. I like all the big spreads this week, and I want to take advantage of them. Two on the plus side and one on the minus side. The most popular bet of the week, the Joest Q Square public bet of the week, is going to be Baltimore minus 10. And I like it. (laughs) And I know you don't like it. Uh So I like Baltimore minus 10. Hate it Uh, with the heat of a thousand suns so much that I like I'm practically betting the Bengals right now. I know because first of all, um, obviously, I don't have any faith in Andy Dalton, in 0-8 Andy Dalton. And obviously you have the very uh, public last game bias of them beating the Patriots. Andy Dalton's not even playing this weekend. 
What? Andy Dalton's no longer the starter for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, now he's not. Right, exactly. But still, but still, minus 10. I love it. All right. What else you got? Atlanta plus 13. See, here's the thing. <laughs> I love the Saints here. Love them. Oh, not at that number. Not at that number. Why? But if you love what, the Saints, what gonna... about the Saints at that number? Don't you like? You don't like that Drew Brees came like back 13. and covered. You don't like that Teddy Bridgewater could beat the could beat the Falcons by thirteen points. You don't like that the Falcons have yet to show up for a game and their team is in a free fall and they can't play with their coach and Matt Ryan, if he's playing, is coming off an injury. That this team is soft. They haven't done anything in five years, and that includes I not winning the Super Bowl when they were up twenty-eight to three. What don't you like about betting against the Falcons at two point as two touchdown dogs? Yeah, it's just a very high number that I'm not confident in. But but maybe you can convince me. But you're confident in the bang in the you're confident in the Ravens on the road off of a huge public win, but you're not confident yes. in the Saints at home with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes. yes. I want to favor Vell so badly right now. What's next? Giants minus two and a half. Okay, that one I don't. The mind. Jets, the Jets are that bad. When two and a half is just, you know, the Giants stuck with the Cowboys for a little bit. Um, had a bad run for Danny Dimes, but I think the Jets are terrible, and two and a half is not a bad number. I, I don't like hate that. Number. I don't hate that at all. And then, you know what, I don't know, I just, I feel so good about Miami. Um, Me too. You know, and it's not just from the first win, I felt good about them for a couple weeks. It's magic. Completely agree. Um, 100% agree. I, I, he, him being, I just think he is, the odds makers don't really, haven't really accounted for what he can do just because their record is so bad. I think they're serviceable now before they had no offense and no defense. And if you're going to give me 10 and a half on Miami, they're a different team than they were to start the season. I like that number. Also, I don't know and if uh, last, Jacoby Brissett is playing. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Okay. So it depends on what will happen by Thursday when we have to lock in. And now I'm going to do something I've never done before. I feel like we should play a game, but I don't know which way. Cleveland, Buffalo. I'll tell you which, which way. Game. I'll tell you. I like no. that game. It's on my points. list. I'll tell you which way. We ready? We're taking the Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I want the Browns. In that game. I'll so take listen, that. I agree with you on the Browns in Miami. Yep. So we can go in with those. Yep. All right. Uh, okay. And we are on total opposite sides on the Bengals and the Saints. Simon Hunter. And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. How you doing, brother? Yo. Dude. Hold on, boys. You guys, you guys sound different in this new studio. Yeah, we do, right? We sound very fancy. You really do. We are in the Broadway Video Studio. Broadway Video, uh, you know, producer of many, many, many fine films and television shows. Oh, wow. Big time. Uh, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Saturday Night Live, you know, Poobah. 
Oh, I thought I thought it was porn. Broadway video? I, I, I don't know. It sounded like that. It does uh, sound a little bit like 80s pornish. I, I agree with you. It's always yeah, funny like, to me. You know, at the end with the custodial records number or whatever. But look, at the end of the day, it's Lorne Michaels. He can name it whatever he wants, and it's going to sound cool. And we're off and running. Simon, 401 last week. Thanks to you. I appreciate the help, as does Darren. Um, I felt like we came out of last week with six good choices. Um, the Bucks broke our heart by... You know, giving up a touchdown in overtime, that was a push. But Darren and I have run through some games. There's two we agree on right now, two that we violently oppose each other. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? but before we go, let me just say that it was definitely one of those things where if Darren just had slept through that text, we'd be sitting here 5-0, but he just had to wake up after a long week and had to say... I, it's one of these things where it's my my job is professional. It's funny that like you know it's not other professional jobs. I can you know Joe Schmo off the street say I know just as much as this guy who does this for a living. So it's one of those where I don't want to be yelling at him, but when I come on here, I say for my number one pick in my contest is the Chargers, and we switched that one out. I was heartbroken, but it's like we don't know the future. We got unlucky with that Bucks one, but I hate that we we're so close to five and zero. Oh. But at least we went undefeated, so I'm really, really excited. I think we're only five and a half or six back of the lead. So we're halfway through, boys, and we're, we're doing really good. Yeah, I'm going to stop. We should not really talk too much during the games anymore because I feel like I feel like I, I get too excited. And, you know, it's, it's, an, it's nice camaraderie, but I don't think it's worth it when the football gods turn against me for, doing, for talking early. I don't think I even realized... <laughs> um, that it was Ravel who cost us that win. I did. Yeah, we, like as you said, you texted back and you said, no, like, yeah, let's drop the bucks and just keep what we have. And he, he made me break down why I like the Chargers. And like I told him, it's just one of these spots, there's only a couple of years where it's a home dog. That's comfortable, like a, a solid team that's getting a lesser percentage of the bet. So, like, in my mind, I just didn't see the Chargers not covering that three and a half. But, like he said, he's the public. Any public person is betting the, the Green Bay. That's that's how they fall for these yeah. traps that let Vegas leaves. So, that's, that's what sets apart people like me that can just see see what Vegas is doing. And that's what, like, like this weekend was a huge weekend for me because I love home dogs. And I feel like almost every home dog hit for me on the money line. So, it was a good week. They did, except for, um, except for the Giants. The Cardinals. And the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. Yeah, that was really disappointing. Well, listen, here's who we love so far, Simon. And by the way, I have breaking news in the podcast. I'm just waiting on confirmation, and I will announce it as soon as it's ready. But here's who we like so far. We love the Browns, minus three against the Bills, and we both love Miami, plus ten against the Colts. And do we know? Do we know yet if we're set playing in this um, this game? We don't. So uh, I think we got to wait until like we can get a little bit closer and get the official lines, and that might help us make a decision. But even if Brissett's playing, the line's going to move to thirteen or fourteen. I'm still going to like the Dolphins in that spot. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to talk you guys off of that one. Um, that definitely feels like one of those letdown spots for the Dolphins after their first one of the season. But 
the Colts don't beat these teams. They make mistakes all along the way, and they keep games close. I, I, I do like that Dolphins line. Um, but it, it, it is interesting to see because it, like it is a nice little letdown spot for them after their first win. What do you have that modeled at? I, I like I like the value. I got it early. I think I got it at fourteen, and I it came out I think fifteen, and then all the sharps just hit it real quick. And they took it off the board, and then they reopened it at this eleven. So I, I still think we're getting good value because I'm I readjusted it and I got it at ten, so we're getting a point of value. Um, but it's it all it all depends on if Brissett's going to play or not. But I do like that Dolphins line, and then with the Browns. That's, that's a smart line by you guys. That's one of those where people are going to be hyping up the Bills and Cleveland's coming in as a wounded dog. Getting probably no, no one's probably betting on Cleveland, especially after last week. Where last week it wasn't really their fault. They were just walking into a bad spot. With Cleveland, they're they're a bad team. I'm not gonna lie. Like just watching them, they're dysfunctional. They don't look like they're having a good time. But this is a nice get right spot for Cleveland. Um, but we can put that aside because. It's a tough week where there's a bunch of teams on a bye, but I, we have to always keep in mind ourselves. We want to we want to back Cleveland. We do want to back. And Cleveland. the way the way Baker looked, the way Baker looked after. I mean, that was that was something else. I mean, he. That, that, <laughs> I think he was doing that, that. He was doing that just to mess with you guys in the media, man. That's how you, like that's how young people are. They just they're just trying to screw with you guys. But that was hilarious by him. Listen to fucking Simon. Simon acts like he's like a, you know a media connoisseur now he's on, he's on one podcast and he's like yeah the players are just messing with you guys in the media simon here are he two shaved games like three times in one day he yeah. shaved three times in one day he knows what he's doing simon here's the two games that we violently disagree on i love uh the Bengals at plus nine and a half or ten i love the saints at minus 13 darren is on the opposite side of both of those I'm with you on both. I I, I like uh, obviously. I, <laughs> I don't I don't really see how you can like Atlanta. What have they shown you that you think they can go and beat the Saints <laughs> off the bye? One of the best defenses, one of the best offenses. But I love that. I see you're, you're you're trying to do you're trying to do the sharp angle, but I, I feel like the smart sharp side is definitely that Cincy game. Like it's a nice smush. Like in between the Ravens just beat the Patriots. They play this game and then they come home to play the Texans. So this 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 feels like a really good spot for Cincy here with the plus ten. Dude, right now we're basically going into this weekend loving Miami, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Darren, we have gone full sharp, and you like the Saints okay. though. I mean, let's let we like the Saints too, right? I, I like the Saints. Well, this this week I actually do like some. I do like more chalk favorites. Like I, I, I really like, and it's like a weird thing because everyone just saw Green Bay get dominated. But I like Green Bay coming home here playing Carolina after Carolina had a big re- big win. Because I, I, I know people, everyone's talking at McCaffrey for MVP, and he's the real deal. But I, I don't see this kid Allen dueling with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in Lambeau. I like, I, actually, I like Green I Bay here like bounce that. back. I agree with that. What do you have that power rated, Simon? We're not getting crazy value, unfortunately. I mean, I, I, I liked it that it was four and a half. Now I'm seeing most folks with that five. I got it at minus seven Green Bay. So it's kind of like last week with the Eagles, I had the Eagles minus seven. It's the same exact kind of spot where 
it's a home team getting they're, they're just shorting us a little bit because people are thinking Carolina is a pretty good team. Where I, I just think they're a different team on the road. Jesus, you got it at minus seven? Did you bet it in August? No, no, I'm saying I, that's what I got it in my system. Oh, I took the minus. I took the minus four and a half already, and now I'm keying up to minus five. So other sharps must be hitting it too. All right, I'm but gonna. It's kind of this is like this is a weird week where there there is a lot of like like there's sharp lines, but it's ones that it's, it's tough to take. Like the Jets is a really smart spot this week. No. So we don't want to be taking the Jets. And another really sharp, smart spot is San Fran, where people are going to be looking at that and saying, wow, I'm getting six, six and a half with Russell Wilson. Why wouldn't we take that? Like, if people are still thinking San Fran's an overrated team because they just saw Arizona come all the way back on prime time against them. So I think you're going to actually get value here on San Fran. I completely agree with you. I was just saying a scooch in the first half of the podcast. I like San Francisco there a lot. Yeah, because like the Bucks once again, Winston. Oh my God! But if he, if he just can put together one good game, they should have beat them by fourteen points. So I think they're the biggest fraudulent seven and two team right now. Them, them and the Bills, their, their records don't really indicate what kind of team they are. Which is why I like the Browns. So yeah, that's why I agree with you guys on the Browns ones, but that's that's the tough pill to swallow this week. It's, it's, are we going to kill ourselves? And we're like, wow, we backed the Browns because we've been dodging the Browns a bullet. We, like you wanted to take the Browns again last week, and I talked you off that ledge, thank God. But it, it's just, should we just stay away from the Browns? Wow, well, let's let's level set here. Let's say we like. Come on, let's, we don't have two hours. Yeah, let's say we like Green Bay, San Francisco. <laughs> let's say Green Bay, San Francisco. The Bengals and the Saints. And no. What about Miami? Well, I'm kind of convinced on that letdown spot. But if you love them, we can put them in there. How about Green Bay, San Francisco, Bengals, Miami? And then... Why don't we, why don't we put Miami as a switch in for once we know what the deal is in the Bursette? Okay. Simon. Because I actually, I, I actually with them, like, I do... I, I get it, too, because I like, I like that number, too, but... Tough to know. All right, Green Bay, San Francisco, Bengals. Uh, Simon, give us our final two teams, one of which will be switched out if we like the Miami game. Giants, come on. Uh, what, what were you thinking there? Giants. Two and no, a half. no, 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 no. Why? No, no, no. I like I, I like the Jets there, man. No, I know they're uh, they're horrible. They're absolutely horrible, but. Um, honestly, I like the one. I, I like the ones we have. I said we just keep we keep Miami's. You want to keep the, I mean, the other the other games I'm looking at? It, I'm not getting the crazy amount of value that like I that I would like to take them. Like the Cowboys minus three, I have that line of minus three. But right. I do really like the Cowboys in that spot. How about Green Bay, San Francisco, Bengals, Browns, and then we choose between Miami and the Saints, depending on the line we see. Yeah, I like that. Deal. Yes. Boys. All right, boys. A lot of work, but hey, man, it's gonna be worth it if we get in the money. It's we got we got we got five games that we like. We were four on one last week, three and two the week before. We are playing well. I'm proud of you both. Simon Hunter, professional <laughs> better. Darren Ravel, professional fader. Everybody, get ready to go check out Points Bet. Look for the promo code Fade Ravel. 
uh, you're going to see some fun stuff, and you're going to get to get uh, boosted odds in a game that Darren chooses. If you bet against him, you're getting significantly better value. This has been The Favorites. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. This has been The Favorites from the Action Network. Download it. Apple Podcasts. Don't forget, you put a review in there that I like, that I think is good. I'm sending you an Action Network hoodie. They are great hoodies. You've seen the pictures on the Twitter space. Download it from radio.com. Search for The Favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you.